Welcome to the One Yard Line, the podcast where we talk about football. I, Logan, am joined with my co-host Cameron. Today we will be talking about Antonio Brown's decisions, Odell's ideal landing spots, uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year predictions, and many more. But before we jump right in, let's talk about stats. In the NFL's 13 weeks of the 2022 season, the leading passing leaders are Patrick Mahomes with 3,585 yards, Josh Allen with 3,406 yards, Joe Burrow 3,160 yards, Tom Brady 3,051 yards, and Justin Herbert with 3,004 yards. The leading receiving yards are Tyreek Hill with 1,233 yards, Justin Jefferson with 1,232 yards, Stefan Diggs with 1,202 yards, Devontae Adams with 999 yards, and Jalen Waddle with 963 yards. We're going right into the leading rushes, and to start off, we're going to Josh Jacobs with a with a thousand one hundred fifty nine yards, Derek Henry with a thousand forty eight yards, Nick Chubb with a thousand thirty nine, Saquon Barkley with nine hundred ninety two, and Miles Sanders at nine hundred. Leading the league in tackles is Jordan Brooks at one hundred twenty two, Ian Franklin with one hundred twenty one, Rashad Evans at one hundred nineteen, Foye Aluakon with one hundred thirteen, and CJ Mosley with one hundred seven. Leading the league in sacks is Matthew Judon with 13, Mike Parsons with 11, Nick Bosa with 11, and Max Crosby at 10.5. And multiple players with 10 sacks. And finally, we're going into the interception leaders, which is CJ Gardner-Johnson at 6, Jake Woodland at 5, and multiple players with 4. Okay. Uh, to start things off, to kick things off, let's talk about Antonio Brown, who is a free agent. And it has a warrant out for his arrest. On Thursday, December 1st, 2022, former Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown was issued with an arrest warrant for after a domestic incident. So, okay. I, I'll let you talk about it first. I'll give my ideas at the end because I am I have some I, I just I have a lot to say about this. He is out of control, man. There, there's a difference between doing dumb stuff to do dumb stuff and what Antonio Brown is doing. I agree. This is a grown-ass man doing multiple stupid things. With all the stuff in 2019 that he was doing, from thumbing the Raiders GM over a helmet, bro. This stuff got to go. No matter how talented Antonio Brown is as a player, he is not good enough to stay in the free agency pool and be eligible to still play in this league, man. I mean, like, honestly, you said it, like, straight to the point. Antonio Brown is a nutcase. Like, he needs to get his mind right if he wants to have a job in the NFL. Like, no team is going to sign a guy who, like, has all these problems, as you said, with, like, 2019 with the... Uh, Raiders, and not to mention, this is not his first time getting a warrant. He got one back in January 2020 for burglary or something like that. Um, so like, I'm also not sold on the guy. He needs to talk to someone like special before if he does if he does get another shot in the NFL. He needs to talk to like a specialist, like a therapist or something. Here's my thing: if season for gambling then what 
the fuck are we doing about Antonio Brown right now? Yeah. Like, how is he still eligible? Like, and not to mention too with the damn Calvin, with Calvin Ridley too with him being suspended the whole season. How is Deshaun Watson also getting a chance back? Um, like, I I don't get the NFL rules. I don't I don't read them, but. I think they kind of need to kind of look more in depth in them and probably even change them, you know? There's a point where something has to change or something has to give. And I think we do not. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you kind of cut out there, but. Um. But yeah, Antonio Brown. We... If Antonio Brown comes back to the NFL, it better not be as a player. It better not be with anything to do with a team. The only thing I can see him coming back to the NFL is Anil. I don't think he should even get that opportunity. Yeah, like this, like obviously something's wrong with his head. Like he needs to get checked something needs to go like something needs to happen with him um yeah and i don't even think he should be an analyst you know um i i don't there's only so much you can say that mental illness has to do with the yeah you can only blame so much on things like ct concussions all that you just can't blame everything on that this this was a seemingly normal guy back in 2015, 2016, and all of a sudden, he flipped a switch and went crazy. And it, I don't know where that, like, that switch just happened, but it just happened immediately, you know? And it obviously took a lot of effect. Uh, like, Like, we can look at him as a football player. But I, I think we need to look at him as an actual person. You and, know? We need to look at him as a person first before an actual player. Because as we both said, he this did is not go back in the NFL. This is a grown-ass man. This is a grown-ass man who decided he needed to go crazy he needed to pull a theatric just to leave the buccaneers like there's no place for him in the nfl i mean like yeah again no place in the nfl for him he shouldn't like i don't know he needs to get something right with him and not to even mention the other crap he did like the the scandal with the pool that he had and um the thing with uh Gazelle, Tom Brady's ex wife. He just needs to figure out what is going on. Yeah. Before he actually makes a return. He need If he wants to return, he has for me, if I'm the NFL, I'm making sure he goes through at least ten wellness checks before he comes back in. Like there's no way that he can't, like, he's pulling a full fucking Kanye, bro. He is. And, like, like 
that's a perfect example of it too. Um, both Kanye and Antonio Brown are having their problems, and you don't know how to fix it. You know, there's nothing you can really do to fix it. Like all, both of both of like the issues that came up this season with like the Sean Watson, Calvin Ridley. Zay Jones, all the issues that happened in the off season, like that are coming back now, like you'd think that like the biggest topic would be to the Sean Watson things, but like yeah. Antonio Brown has somehow just pole vaulted over everything that's happened in the off season. Yeah, it is just fucking. He just want that spotlight right. God. Um. Like. Yeah, something really needs to fix with him and all that. Um, however, in other news with a free agent superstar receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. is leaving the media on their seats on where another dominant season will end up. Um, uh, this is a really talented player, too. Odell Beckham is very talented. Yeah. We've seen... Him come back from ACL injuries before. He came back from an ACL injury for the Rams, and he balled out the games that he played, man. That's But the, here's the thing. He is a talented receiver. Like, he was good on the Giants, the Browns, and even the Rams. But, like, as you said, he had that ACL tear. And most players don't even come back from one. So him coming back from two is kind of up in the air, you know. But he... Like, he's an outstanding receiver, and I honestly believe any team who picks him up has a uh, phenomenal tenure with them, you know? And um, he, he just yeah. wants another ring. I think, yeah, I think that's what it boils down to. I think he knows, as well as everyone else, if he can get another ring, he has a shot to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And I think he is willing to do as little of a contract as possible if it gives them the best chance of getting that ring. I agree. Like, um, with the, with the Rams, he got We with the Rams last year. And, honestly, like, we, I, I think, he could have a potential to return back to the Rams, you know, but I don't think the Rams are in that right stage to, uh, win a ring right now. I don't think the Rams are on the driver's seat like they were last year. Yeah. I don't know what happened. They lost two key players, Adele being one of them. And then Von Miller. I think... Yeah. And even, I think even Bobby... Wait, no, they grabbed Bobby. Yeah, they grabbed Bobby. I think... He's gonna reunite with Von Miller in Buffalo. Okay. I think, I think we all know that's like... That's probably destination number one for him. Yeah. Buffalo is right there. They can feel the Super Bowl. They just got to win. Yeah. And I think throwing in with people like Gabe Davis. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Dawson Knox. And they I give, think give him a talented that that quarterback. team. Give him a talented quarterback who, and they have a backfield that can still run the ball. And then, not even to mention their their defense. I, they have an outstanding defense. However, they did lose Von Miller. Even so. without Von Miller, 
even without Von Miller, that is still a top 10 defense in the league right now. So, honestly, I think Buffalo is right where I think he should go. But let's say, hypothetically, he doesn't like the Colton Buffalo, you know? Okay. I, I think another great team for him to go would be the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are having a hot shot right now. And, um... I think I think him, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles defense and the Eagles O-line, that is terrifying to think about. Yeah, and then Jalen Hurts, he could be, he could be the MVP if Odell goes there, you know. And then um, I think said, I think Jalen Hurts is already. You think he's already top five? I I, I believe he's top five. I won't go with the. I think Jalen Hurts. If he does, I think, I think he is going to at least be the third choice for MVP at the least. Yeah, yeah, even like even third. But I, I heard some like some two attacking for Noah. We'll get in there. I, and um, to attack about yeah, yeah. That's a that's another team Odell could go to and really tear things up. Yeah, is Miami, which would be scary to think about having Odell with Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek. Oh, that's terrifying to think about having two five receiving leaders on the same team, and then you throw in a third receiver who has proven to be that guy be that, yeah. in the clutch. There's nothing better than that, man. Yeah. So, as you mentioned your teams, you had the Bills and the Eagles. I agree with you with the Bills there. But I think a good fit for Odell would be the Cowboys. Or, here's my underdog team. I think the Chargers. Just because we know how good he can do in L.A. The Chargers, they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, The third receiver is like Joshua Palmer. Um... And then you yeah. have Justin Herbert, who's already top five in the passing yards. I think him going to the Chargers um, would give them a good shot to make it to the Super Bowl. If not, a uh, they get AFC with championship. The, with the way the Chargers are playing at this current moment in time, because we, we see the stats. We see Justin Herbert going out there, killing the game. But the record doesn't show it. Yeah. They're in a very tough division in the AFC. In the AFC West, yeah. They, all those and teams I are fighting. I think that if Odell goes somewhere in the AFC, it it is going to be the Bills. Yeah, I think. I if think, he goes somewhere else. Who knows? Honestly, but I think everybody's if he if he gets some else, I think I think everybody's like certain that he's. I think he go. should go to the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs too. The Chiefs I think yeah, too. I think that's just like I think that's just I think that's just written in the like written down that if he doesn't go to the Bills, I think he's out of his goddamn mind. Yeah, like and um, I'm gonna read you a tweet here from they still. Have- here, you, you go, you go, you go. 
I think that if he doesn't go to the Bills, he's out of his mind. Yeah. Because if he decides he's going to a team that's not even a top two seed, I think he's just going to be wasting his time. But here's the thing, though. Let's say that maybe he is like kind of keeping up with the Bills, and he's looking, oh, they're losing like easy games that they should win. Maybe he's like, okay, maybe I got to go to another team, another uh, another playoff team, you know, another Super Bowl team. Um, I got a tweet here from uh, ESPN analyst Marcus Spears, and he suggested that the five landing spots for Odell would be the, the Chiefs, the Packers, Rams, Bills, or Ravens. I almost put the Ravens down for my underdog team. The only reason I didn't, though, because one, Lamar Jackson, he he doesn't really pass, you know. He's more of that scrambling type of QB. Yeah. And then, two, they already have, like, I can't, I can't name their receivers off my head, but they have outstanding receivers. Um, so I don't, I don't see him going to the Ravens. I don't see him going to Green Bay. Yeah, that either. I don't see him going to Green Bay either. I don't think... If he... If they put enough zeros at the end of that... At the end of that contract, maybe. But... They're not exactly a contender. They're barely beating the Lions when it comes yeah. to record right now. Hey. The NFC is already kind of a fight right now because Seattle, Niners, Minnesota, the those three teams are like the teams everyone's. Yeah, the the Eagles' whole division, like the Cowboys, yeah, Giants, yeah. The whole even the Commanders, still have a shot. Like, like, I I do not see him wanting to try to compete on a Green Bay team where we're not even certain if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay this year yeah. after how we've seen the games go down. Who knows? Maybe he maybe he just surprises the whole NFL, you know? Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see Odell go to an underdog team, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, we both said we think he's going to go to the Bills. Um... Which that's gonna just yeah. that's just gonna like shoot their shot for a Super Bowl contender as it already was, you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So as Odell started his career in a spectacular way possible, there's some rookies that are already having an amazing start to the career. Um. Do you want to take this or do you? How do you want to do? Do you want to go or want me to? Go? I got it. I'll okay. take it. I got it. There's a lot of rookies showing off so far this season, but I think it's pretty clear who defensive player, defensive rookie of the year is. I think defense goes. I don't think there's any debating that. Hang on, you cut out there for a second. But who was your defensive rookie? Sauce. Okay. Easy. Sauce Gardner. But if you want to go to offense, the offense side of the ball. I think, I think a sleeper is Chris Olave, okay, the wide like receiver that. for the Saints. That's a good pick there. He is, he's about to have a one thousand yard season, and no one's even talking about it, bro. Yeah, 
but he's definitely not a lock. Yeah. There's Kenneth Walker still out there balling. There's George Pickens for the Steelers just killing it. Yeah. Perfectly placing Chase Claypool in the hole that Chase left. It is amazing how good the offensive rookies are playing this year. Um, yeah, but like as you said, Kenneth Walker, he's having an outstanding career. Um, I'm just gonna read you his stats. So right now, Kenneth Walker, he only started six games. Um, he already has 613 yards on 135 attempts. Um, with those attempts, he has nine touchdowns, averaging 4.5 yards per per um, average for carry, I should say. Um, and he's, he's like. He's not the best receiving back, but he's still he's getting twenty five targets for nineteen. Oh, sorry, twenty five targets for nineteen receptions, and one hundred and sixteen yards for six point one yards per reception. Um, I think. Do you know who Kenneth Walker's reminding me of right now? Who? He's having a Najee Harris rookie season at the moment. Yeah, that's that's a good um comparison to him too. Like. I, I think I think by my offensive rookies are Kenneth Walker and then my other one is Damian Pierce of the Texan uh, the Texans. Um his stats are Ooh. he started all all of these eleven games or twelve I should say. He has hundred and eighty rushing attempts for seven hundred and eighty eight yards. His touchdowns are lower than Kenneth Walker with three. Um receiving he has oh sorry, sorry. He has um forty four point four yards per attempt. Um, in his receiving, he has thirty six targets on twenty seven receptions for one hundred and forty three yards, five point three yards per reception, and then one touchdown. Um, I could see it going down to one of these two. You throw in Chris Olave, I think Chris Olave could be a good contender too. I, but I personally think it's going to go to Kenneth Walker. I think, I think that it's going to end up being Chris Olave. You think? Because he's, he's barely outside. He, he's barely outside the top receivers of the league right now. Yeah, I'm going to look up his stats real quick. I can read you them off. He has like, he has like 800 receiving yards at the moment, I think. I'm pretty sure. So, Chris Olave, he has 56 receptions um, for 182 yards, and he has three touchdowns. Um, like, yeah, as you said, he's right out, like, outside of the top receivers. He's a great rookie. I could see him also, like, he's top three in my mind. Um, but uh, going back to the defensive rookie... My two are obviously Sauce Gardner because Sauce is having an amazing year. He's having two interceptions and okay, like a huge Jets fan. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a Jets fan. Not to um, I gotta say, he has two interceptions, forty eight combined tackles, and uh, three tackles for loss and one QB hit. I he he um. I don't think he let up a, a touchdown yet. Yeah, he hasn't let up a, a touchdown yet. 
for and that's incredible for a rookie. Um, I I th I think this is the undisputed number one defensive rookie, but if it doesn't go to him, I could see oh, this yeah, player. That's... I could see this player going uh, for the defensive rookie, and that's Aiden Hutchinson. And um, like Hutchinson is a great player. He turned a bad team into a good team. You know, he like well, I want to say good. They had a better season than last year. You know. <laughs> Hutchinson, his stats are he has 5.5 sacks, two interceptions, and 31 tackles. Um, he he's scaring other teams' offensive lines, honestly. But I honestly see the yeah. the award going to Sauce more than Hutchinson. Hutchinson's a little like there's a far gap between them, I I should say. But yeah. Hutchinson is oh. I think he's clearly the number two. Oh, yeah. I think I think Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson should have, as no matter if this a redraft would happen right now, I think Aiden Hutchinson would still be a top five pick. For the, I think that's I yeah, think that's easy, yeah. honestly. Speaking about redrafting of the of the last draft, who's your uh, who's your top five? My top five, I'd have Sauce going number one. I'd have Brees Hall going number two. No Jets. But if obviously he wouldn't actually go number two because they they would have honest still probably picked Hutchinson. Yeah. Because the number two would have still been the Lions, but my and then I'd go Chris Olave, Kenneth Walker. And the last one's a tough one, because I want to go Damian Pierce because of just how good he's been. Yeah. But at the same time, Drake London has also been a sleeper, just not with a team that has as much production as yeah. any of the other teams the rookies ended up to. So I'd I'd still give it to Drake London just because he has the potential to be that guy. Yeah. But. He's on a team that just doesn't have the production like they thought they used to. Yeah. I think my top five, I think number one would be Sauce. Number two, I think, I want, I think I'm going to go with um, Evan Neal. I liked Evan Neal coming out of college. Ooh. And I, I thought, I thought Ooh, the Jets were going to draft yeah. Evan Neal. Um, I think the Giants hit with both of their picks in the first round with Evan Neal and Kevin uh, not Kevin. Who's Kevin? Uh, okay, uh, Thibodeau. <laughs> um, I think both of those yeah. were, uh, were hits. Um, but I'm gonna go with Evan Neal first. Oh, oh. And then my yeah. number three would be Aiden Hutchinson. Number four would be... I'm, I, I, okay. I might be biased for this, but I'm gonna go with Brees Hall over Kenneth Walker. I like Kenneth Walker, but I think I think Brees is the better uh, back because he's more elusive, you know. And then um, number five, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Walker, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I I, I see Brees Hall if he was still healthy. I think Brees Hall would be having one of the best rookie seasons that would be yeah. played, and just I, because of how dominant he was. Honestly, 
if he was still healthy, I could see the Jets having offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah, but sadly, that, that is very possible. Sadly, Brees did get injured, so hope he recovers. Yep. Um, now, despite talking about all these rookies, let's go to a veteran. Russell Wilson's appeared not having the start as many thought they that he was going to have with the Broncos. And as a, uh, as you are a Seahawks fan, I'm gonna let you take take the stand on this one first. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna hit the nail right on the head. I think this is make or break for Wilson. I think I think the Broncos give him another year just because of the big ass contract this guy has. Yeah. I don't think any team after having showed off this season is going to want to trade for him. I don't think they'll release him because, honestly, they're not going to find a better quarterback that will want to go play for a team. Yeah. But, in all honesty, if the team stays healthy and they, dra- and they draft a running back, because Melvin Gordon is good, but he's not. Great. He's not even there. He's not there anymore. He was at the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They released him, huh? Yeah. And I I, I don't, like, isn't uh, Devontae Williams, isn't he in IR? I don't even know. I don't even know who their running back is now. I Um, think that Wilson needs another year. But that's all they should really give him. Yeah. He has done nothing but disappoint the franchise, all of the hopes. They paid him a big contract before he even played a down of football for them. Yeah. The defense is still killing it, even with them getting rid of Bradley Chubb and shift, shipping him off to Miami. The defense is still the best part of that team. They have a really good receiving core with Patrick. I mean, not Patrick Satan. Tim Patrick, Jay Judy, yeah. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton. I mean, like, they have all, they have everything they need. Wilson just needs to put it together, man. Yeah. Like, we've seen him in Seattle not to be able to call the plays. We've seen him fumble the bag. We've seen. We've seen his ups, we've seen his downs. Yeah. He is always an MVP candidate halfway through the year, and then the second half of the year, he falls off a cliff. Yeah. Wilson needs to put two and two together, man. Like, as a Seahawks fan, I don't want to say that, like, the Legion of Boom carried him, Marshawn carried him, but it's starting to look that way, and and Pete will kind of basically built the perfect scheme for Wilson to cook. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Pete Kill, Wilson probably wouldn't be in Denver right now. Wilson would probably still be a free agent. He'd probably be on his couch. That's what he'd probably be. <laughs> um, but yeah. It'd probably to... be a backup somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Um, as you mentioned his contract, I'll just read you off the contract. So his contract of five million two hundred forty-five million dollar contract, um, that has a one hundred and sixty-five million dollar guaranteed. He's thirty-three years old. I would not give that. Like, let's say he did. He does good for those five years. He's gonna be thirty-eight. 
that's about like what Tom like I mean it's not about what Tom Brady is right now, but that that's closer to Tom yeah, Brady. He, he's not Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, he's no Tom Brady. Um but yeah, the the Seahawks surprised many with when training Russ. I I was surprised. I thought you guys were gonna get rid of Pete Carroll first before you even got rid of Wilson. Um well, from what we from what we've seen right now, we made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Gino's playing great. Wilson turned the turned a promising Denver team that started five and zero last year into a dumpster fire. Yeah, and like we we thought that the Seahawks were gonna do bad and that the Broncos were gonna do amazing, but again, they are in a tough division too, you know. But also. So are the Seahawks. So it's really up in the air. Like, um, to recall the trade though, um, the C- the Broncos traded away Noah Fant, defensive end Shelby Harris, Drew quarterback Drew Locke. They gave away a first round pick, a second round pick, and a fifth round pick in the twenty twenty two draft. And they also gave a ra- um away a first round and a second round pick in twenty twenty three. And the Broncos would receive a uh, obviously Russell Wilson and um, a fourth round pick in 2022. So it's no doubt in my mind that the Seahawks obviously won this this trade. Um, yeah, like as you said, Russ needs to improve to not only disappoint the fans but to his team. He, I don't like. He, he's a good player. I think just the system is kind of messing them up. It could be the um, the head coach, too, that's messing them up. Um, Pete Carroll, he's like, he's probably top 10 of the 2010s coaches. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I, like you said, too, with Bradley Chubb going to. The Dolphins. I think the the Broncos are even realizing, hey, we kind of messed up here. We need to we need to get some of our picks back, you know, because they don't have. They I think their next pick is yeah. a third round, right? If I'm not mistaken, it's a third round pick. Yeah. So that's all I, I'm gonna say with Russ. I don't have a lot to say. I think the Seahawks won. I, I think there's a chance Denver can come out with a win. R- Wilson just needs to get his shit together. Stop yeah. doing all these stupid commercials, man. Get get your fucking nose in the damn playbook. Bond with your team. Build chemistry. Stop embarrassing yourself online. Like, yeah. keep your head down and just play good football. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Like, Russ just needs to focus and not, like, he he's cringy. Can I, can we agree that he's cringy? Oh, hell yeah. Broncos country. Broncos Let's country. ride. Let's ride. I mean, like. And then all those stupid fucking subway commercials, man. <laughs> you don't like the danger, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like how he's. Dual wheeled. <laughs> uh, upside down. Like, uh. He he needs to get his his mind straight. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so, it has not been decided on who the number one overall draft pick is going to be in this year's draft. Um, right now, the number one is the Texans for the first pick. Um, I honestly, honestly can see them going with CJ uh, Stroud here, and they don't believe, like, for some reason they just don't believe in, um, yeah. Davis Mills anymore, which I, I think they should have, like, gave Mills just one year and done, you know what I mean? I think, I, I don't think Mills I is, like, I like Davis Mills. I'm not a big fan of him, honestly. Um, from a standpoint of someone who has the QB that no one believes in, I like Davis Mills. They have a terrible offensive line. Damian Pierce is the only thing keeping the offense alive right now. Yeah. Brandon Cooks isn't Brandon Cooks anymore. He doesn't even want to be there. Nico Collins is not a good wide receiver. He's a good number two option but he should not be the main guy like they just they needed with the fire in the bottle that they had for davis mills they should have lit that bitch on fire yeah and drafted some good offensive line some re- a receiver like they fumbled for real like and if they really didn't want to believe if they really didn't want to believe in davis mills then they should have taken, like, Malik Willis. Like, there was so many QBs in the last draft that were late-round picks yeah. that the Texans should have, could have went for if they really lost that much confidence in Davis Mills. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who has the second pick. It could either be the Broncos, which is Seattle's pick now, the Rams, or the Bears. Um... I, let's just say it's the Bears, okay? The Bears, wh- what do you think their their um their top need? Like, what do you think they they'll draft? I don't think they're gonna draft what they need. I think they're gonna be the Bears and draft whoever the best player on the board is. Yeah. What they need is an O line, and there's a good oh there's plenty of good o-line draft picks yeah, right even, now even in the later like rounds. that are going to be in this draft yeah that you could always get but an o-lineman they're the know? bears so, they're the bears so we both know they're going to draft some yeah. defensive player that they really don't need like there's a D-tackle out of Florida who's, like, 300 pounds, like, 6'8". Yeah. Big boy. Really ter- really terrorizing the offense in college. I think that's who they go with. I can't name him off the top of my head, but he's one scary motherfucker. <laughs> I, okay, if I was the Bears, this is what I would do. So they did ship off Raycon Smith to the, the Ravens. So they're going to need some linebacker. And they also got rid of Robert Quinn to the Eagles. I think they're going to need some linebacker help. I think... They also let Khalil Mack walk in free agency last season. I think if they were smart, they would go with Will Anderson from Alabama. 
But however you, you said, it's the bears. The bears can mess it up easily. And this is gonna, this is, this is what like it's gonna show for the bears like office. It's gonna show are they good at drafting. But I think they're gonna go with Will Anderson. We, we all know the answer to that though is yeah. that no, they're not good at drafting. It's, I mean, they got Justin the Fields. Last, they hit, they hit with Justin Fields. But can you name name a draft pick that they actually picked really good with that actually worked out for them? The only other draft pick from last year I can think of. It's Tevin Jenkins, and he they they wanted to like they were reporting to get rid of him. Yeah, already and um, like they, I I don't think they're gonna go with the logical choice. They're just gonna go for the best player on the board. Yeah, they're really just gonna close their eyes and point. That's what does. they're gonna do. There's a chance that they draft another QB, which they don't need. Yeah, so like, but it's they they'll draft someone that's controversial that shouldn't get picked. Yeah, and when they play like shit, they're gonna fuck. They're just gonna they're gonna ship him off and then, for like a seventh round pick because he played like crap. Yeah, so they just basically wasted the draft pick. I could see them uh, taking a wide receiver too, um, because they like the only they have um, Claypool that they got from the Brian Pringle. <laughs> yeah, they got they got um, they got Claypool that they got from the Steelers. They they spent a second round pick on them. I think they're gonna have them set for a long time, and I'm I'm a firm believer in Claypool. I love Claypool. Um. So I, yeah, I think they're gonna have Claypool for, a, like about three years. I'll, I'll say three years. Yeah. And then they have Darnell Mooney, who just got sent to IR. Um, and then their third wide receiver. Darnell Mooney is one of those players where they can he can be really good. Yeah. But I don't see like, him as the number good one. in the sense of he can catch a fucking as he can catch a ball with two hands yeah i don't see him as a number like... one i think he's a like he's a number two receiver you know or like he, he's good in slot he's a yeah. good slot um but yeah after darnell mooney i don't know like i know i know the players but honestly any of those players could just play i'm sure it's brian pringle yeah i think it's brian uh brian pringle too um but no, going back yeah. to um, C.J. Stroud, I'm just going to read off C.J. Stroud's stats. So this would be his third year. He would be a junior. Um, and he would have 235 completions off of 355 attempts. He has 3,340 yards. Um, his um, yards per attempt is 9.4. And his um, his touchdowns are thirty seven to six picks. He had a better season last year, I will say, but let's not forget this. Yeah. This guy, he's an outstanding player, and his first um his first start on, 
like his first start se- starting season, he had 44 touchdowns on six picks, 4,435 yards. I think I, I think this is undoubtedly the number one overall pick. If I was the Texans, I would go with if they don't mess up, you know, I would go with C.J. Stroud. And um, as yeah. we, as we were talking before, Bryce Young, his stock is going way down. Um, I'm gonna look up his yeah his stock, oh, yeah. but I just know that he's not doing doing good. You know, he had a good season last year. Um, I I don't know what happened with him. I know? think I, I think another good choice for them is they need a defense also. Yeah, I can see them going defense. So if they can grab Will Anderson. Yeah. They can grab Will Anderson. They could also grab Jalen Carter out of Georgia, man. He's yeah, he, also he's a probably good, a really nice. He's a top five pick in my like, eyes. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna read you. Does Miles Murphy too? I don't even. He he's a end right, a defensive end. Yep, for Clemson. Okay, I thought so. So um, Bryce Hall's stats. He's also in his third year. Um, he has 230 completions off of 359 attempts, and that's only a six, 64 percentage. He has 3,000 yard, 3,007 yards, 8.5 yards per attempt. Uh, he only has 27 touchdowns out of five interceptions. I think his stock is gonna yeah. fall real, real low. I could see him sneaking into the first round. But I, he's probably like a high, I, high second. I don't, I don't see him leaving the first round because yeah. of how many QB hungry teams there are. Yeah. Um, but I could see, I could see players like Bedek Jones getting drafted over him really easily. Yeah. There's so many good players in this draft that if you. Falter, you may as well just not even expect to be a top five pick yeah. anymore. Or even like a first round. There's so know. many people who are ready. There's so many people who are ready to just take your spot. Yeah. And with there's three first round QBs I could see going: CJ Stroud, Bryce Hall, and then there's. The Florida QB, Anthony Richardson, that a lot of people are sleeping on right now, but he's also doing pretty decent. I I heard a rumor that um I think his name is Hendon Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I heard that he might go into the draft this year. Um which if he does If he if he goes into the He's no without no doubt he's a first round pick. Because he did just go if he, on IR. If he goes into the draft, he's... It's over. Had, Everything's getting shaken up. Everything. He had a really bad injury. I think it was a, I, I think it was an ACL tear. Which, it's, it's hard to get back from an ACL tear. But he was just having a dominant yeah. season. He was number one in Heisman. Um, I could see him going top ten. If he enters the draft, maybe not top ten, just because of that ACL tear. Probably, probably first half of the draft. I should yeah. the first round. I should say. 
Um, but no, yeah. there, there's a lot of hungry QB teams. The Panthers are one. The the Lions. Um, the Lions want to. Yep. You could you could even say that the uh, Texans. Yeah, you could say like the Steelers or the Raiders even. Um, there's just a lot of teams. yeah. Maybe even like maybe the Colts aren't aren't like you know they're not sold with Matt Ryan, which it doesn't look like it. The Commanders need a QB. Um, the Bucks yeah. need a QB because Tom Brady you... last year, you know. No, you never know what's going to happen in the draft, and that's what I think attracts people to want to hear about the draft. Yeah. There's just so many what-ifs and what, especially this early in the season. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... Yeah. It could go anyway, you know? Um... Oh, definitely. With that being said... Is Cordero Patterson worthy in Canton? If it, nobody knows what Canton is, Canton is the Hall of Fame for the NFL. It's Canton, Ohio. Um, yeah. I don't have too much to say about this, but after researching uh, uh, Patterson's accolades, I'm a firm believer that he's going to go into the, into Canton, but I don't see him as a first ballot ballot. You know. If I, for me to say that he is a Hall of Famer, he needs to get some kind of other accolade. Yeah. Passing Devin Hester should not make him a for sure Hall of Famer. But it's still incredible. You gotta take into account how long this... And it's such a short amount of time. It is incredible, but... To be a Hall of Famer, in my eyes, he only has four Pro Bowls. Like, that's not a lot for how long he's been in the league. Well, okay, going off and how many? Going off of that, he only has four Pro Bowls. But he, like, take this in consideration. He has four First Team All Pros, three Second Team All Pros. He has a ring, and he um. As we said, he he has the most career kickoff returns with nine. He also has the record for a hundred and nine yard play, which is tied, I think, is with Antonio Cromartie. Um, he has two hundred and seventy nine receptions, two thousand seven hundred receiving yards. He has two thousand one hundred forty one rushing yards, and then his return yards are seven thousand eight hundred twenty nine, and he has forty three total touchdowns. I think he's a, a Hall of Famer. I, I don't know, because everyone everyone's jumping on the wagon that he is a Hall of Famer. Because yeah. if all he needed to do was pass Devin Heston for people to realize how good of a career this guy's had, then he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if it had to take him doing that. Devin Hester beat Deion Sanders' long-standing record yeah. for return yards. He's the only player to return an opening kickoff in Super Bowl history Yeah, for a touchdown. 
you remember more Devin Hester plays than you'll and ever you remember, remember any Cordell Patterson plays. And here's another reason, too, why. What... When you think of Cordero Patterson, what do you, what position do you think of? Like, out of out of the three positions? Running back. Well, okay. Sorry. Would you think of return specialist, running back, or wide receiver? I'd think of a ten specialist and running back. Yeah. Now, with, with uh, Hester, what do you think of? Receiver. I don't think he was a receiver. I think he was just a... I think it was a corner. I think. I could be wrong. He was a receiver. Let me look it up real quick. He was a receiver. Yep, you're right, you're right. Just He that, was... That 23 threw me off. He was a quarterback in college. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um... With... With Patterson... Like... Wh- I, where was I going with this? Patterson, he he's versatility. Just, he's just known for kind of be like his Pro Bowls were just known for being a return specialist. Hester, you could say the same thing, but he's also a good um, receiver. Not saying that Patterson wasn't a good running back or receiver. I just think Hester was a better one. You know, that's why I'm not sold that Patterson is a yeah, first fallout. But I think he will be in Canton. Obviously, he's going to end up in Canton. A player of Patterson's caliber, the longevity, the just the versatility, he will end up there someday, no matter the argument. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to end up there even close to when he finally hangs up the cleats. Yeah. And, um... There are still... There's still so many players who deserve it who are not in there yet. Yeah. Um. Okay. How many teams have has Devin Hester been on? He was on the Falcons, Bears, Seattle. And I think there's one more. He was on the Ravens. I'll, I'll give you that. He was on the Ravens. Now, how many teams has Cordero yeah. Patterson played for? I know he's played for the Vikings, mm-hmm. Bears, Patriots, Raiders, I want to say. Yep. And then his now team, the Falcons. So... Patterson's having five teams to prove it, also on a very long, almost a 10-year stretch, while Devin Hester's only doing it for four, and only also doing it for 10 years, but Hester was also on two teams in 2016, the Ravens and the Seahawks, so yeah, it's just really tough to compare the two, you know, because both are, are great players, you know. Yeah, but if I had the choice to pick Patterson or Hester, I'm going prime Hester than prime Patterson. You know, you're going, you're going, you're going Hester all day. If you yeah. go Patterson, then you're either a Falcons fan or 
you've just never seen anything Devin Hester. Oh, you're just new to the NFL. <laughs> like, like one of the Yeah, two. like, like, that's like picking, that's like picking primetime over, like, Charles Woodson. Yeah. Charles Woodson was a great player, but primetime's debatably one of the best cornerbacks to ever play in the game. And like also, like, also with Patterson, both... he had to change his position, which like I like that's really nothing, but still like Hester didn't have to do that. To to get like playable time on a football field, if you have to change your position, maybe you should have, maybe you should have rethought what you're actually doing to start. You know? Yeah, like when Patterson was a receiver. He was probably, like, bottom five receiver, you know? Like, he was, like, probably third string on a yeah. team. Or third string or even second at most. Um, but when he's a he's a running back, he's probably top 15, you know? But with Hester, he, I'd he's say that's always, fair. Yeah. Hester, he's always been, like, top 10 in my eyes. Yeah. Like... When, like, even, like, as a kid, you could tell Devin Hester was, like, a new, like, that new player that, that everyone wanted to go up to be. Huh? I don't know who had the, uh, better, uh, 40 time. Um. Well, Devin Hester was the first player in Madden to have 100 speed ever. Yeah. And, like... That, no one could honestly pin down what made him a dangerous returner. He was fast. He was elusive. Like, he didn't run super impressive 40 time for, yeah. like, now. But, like, back in the day, like, it was amazing. what he did was impressive. And I, yeah. I'll tell you the, the 40 like, time. You hear, you hear, like, Jackson, Deion Sanders having fast 40s, but, like, De- but, like, Hester was elusively fast. Yeah. Even though his 40 time didn't show it. And that's what made him a dangerous return man. Was because he may not get up to speed at 40 yards, but when you're running end zone to end zone, there's no way you it can't shows. hit that top speed. Um. Yeah. I'll tell you their 40 yard dash times to, see, to show you how compare, like how similar they are. So Hester's 40 yard dash times uh, time was 4.43 seconds while Patterson's was 4.42 seconds um but as you said if Hester was like if Patterson was in like last um when uh Hester started out it will kind of show like okay who's the better one you know It also comes down to, like, the teams that they both ended up playing on. Yeah. I think that, that's what's, like, making me say no. Is he didn't really play on any really impressive team. Yeah. Like, the Bears, when Hester was playing, they were playoff contenders. Yeah. But, like, when... The fact that Cordell had to go to the Patriots to make a Super Bowl... Yeah. Like... That that's when that's when I start thinking that 
he doesn't contribute as much as Hesta contributed to the Bears. And like with Hester too, Hester clearly... Hester is like the prime example. Like he's the he's the first one you think of when you think of return specialist. He's like the the um he set um the gold the, standard. Yeah, the standard for what a return specialist should be like. And like Patterson, he's just kind of like he's like, yeah, I can be like that, you know. He's like an imitation. Yeah. He's like... Yeah. And like... I don't know. I think... I think for me to say that Codell is a Hall of Famer, he has to get another accolade. Yeah. Even if it's just like a conference championship or a divisional championship, I think that's good enough to say he is a Hall of Famer for me. Yeah. He's that close, but he's just not there for me. Once he gets that, like, he's going to be, he won't be first ballot. ballot. Like, let's get that straight. He's not going to be a first ballot. But, I think Devin Hester yeah, is going to be a first ballot. I think, as he, I think in this year's uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's going to be called up, you know. If, if Hester isn't called up, then they got something wrong. Yeah. Um. I think, I think. I think Cadell's day will come when he has his name called to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's close. I, I just close. don't think I, I just don't think he will get it as soon as Devin Hester is. Yeah. And if Hester's not first ballot, like obviously Cordero's gonna his ballot's gonna drop. Like he's gonna be like a a third ballot, you know. Um, with that being said, <laughs> so as we were talking before about the rookies, we brought up Aiden Hutchinson's name. Do you think that the Jaguars are incompetent in taking Trayvon Walker instead of Aiden Hutchinson? I think for the point where they are both in the franchise... I don't. You'll never be able to say whether a pick is fucked up. Yeah. Or not. It takes. It takes years to prove. Tavon is. Tavon is a really good football player. Yeah. But I don't think he should have been number one. If I had to pick between Tavon or Hutchinson, I think it's kind of dumb if you don't pick Hutchinson. Yeah. Like. Now, like, hindsight, it's, like, halfway through the NFL season. And I think I think the Jags missed on Trayvon Walker. Like, don't get me wa- wrong. As you said, Walker is a good player, but not in terms of in Aiden, you know? Aiden turned around a franchise, yeah. and he's a key player. That I don't see in Walker, because the Jags still kind of have that like struggle. They're still struggling. They're still finding their their momentum, and um, Walker, I don't know. Can you name like three other defensive players on the Lions? Uh, yes, probably actually. But can you name them like right now? 
Like just right on the top of your head. Yeah, Fukuda, Alex Alonso. I thought he had retired. Alex Alex Alonso? I don't think. Yeah. No, I saw him play during Thanksgiving. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. so I, I was wrong with that. <laughs> and, then, and then the last one. Oh, shh. Yeah, no, I'm trying to blank here now, actually, yeah, so. Now, name three players on the Jags. Defensive, um... Shaquille Griffin. Mm-hmm. I might sneeze in a second. Because I can name three off the jack. Yeah, make I sure. I don't know about the... <laughs> they traded they trade all the good players away recently, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, they have, um... I think... They have Griffin, as you mentioned. They have, uh, Clavon... Chaston, I think his name is from LSU, and then they have um, oh shoot, I just had it in my head. Safety, who's the safety on that team? But you get the point. No clue. You get the point. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to fill the void with Tavon. I think they're just trying to fill the void that they left when they got rid of Yannick Ngagwe. Yeah, and. Like, I think that's what Tavon was. I think, I think like Hutchison was above Walker on the Heisman. I don't even think Walker was in the Heisman. Um. Yeah. Hey, let me. Look. I. If if we want to go based off of right now, Hutchison is the right choice, but Tavon could end up panning out later in the future. Yeah, it, it, as I said, it takes maybe, time. Maybe on the Jags, or maybe not for the Jags, but... At the end of the day, Hutchinson, as of right now, is the better player. Yeah, let me just read you their, um... Oh, and not to mention, too, the next game, um... With the Jags and Lions is the Jags and Lions. So, it's gonna be down to the first and the second overall. Um... Yeah. Oh, Josh Allen, too. They have Josh Allen. The Jags do. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did it straight up. Um, but here's uh, Walker's stats. So, Walker has 37 tackles on two and a half sacks and one interception. While Aiden, as we said before, he has, where was it, two interceptions, 5.5 sacks, and 31 tackles. So, Walker's only beating him in tackles. But also, I think I think a Hutchinson is just a defensive end while Walker's a linebacker. And linebackers are supposed to get more tackles than a end, you know. Um, I, I think Hutchinson should have been the number one. I hated when I saw Trayvon Walker's name pop up. Uh, I I want to be on the Jags hate train, but at the same time, it's really hard to say at the moment, so yeah. we'll just leave it to that. Yeah, you gotta give it time. But, like, this here's the other thing, too. With the the uh, Texans, they had the third pick, and then the Jets had the fourth. With the third pick, the Texans picked Derek Stingley, 
And then obviously the fourth was Sauce Gardner. I, I think they fucked up. That was a mess I, up. They fucked up. They should have went with Sauce. That was a for sure mess up for yeah. how Sauce is playing right now. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just no like. I remember I saw the Texans like pick go in. And I saw that it was uh, Derek Stingley. Dude, I was hyped. I was like, this is the turning point for the Jets. I knew that Sauce was gonna be better than Derek Stingley. Just because of injuries. But again with again with Derek Stingley, I think uh again it's just bad team, bad yeah. management. We could see him go go into that play that we needed him to be, but again, not right now. Yeah. Um yeah, like it takes years to improve, like to to uh, show who it should have been the number one. You know, I don't like yeah. as you said, it it's not guaranteed that Hutchinson was the best. But as as of right now, I think Hutchinson should have been number one. I think Hutchinson should have been number one at the draft. I think Trayvon should have fell like mid round. Honestly, I didn't see any hype with Trayvon except that he was just on the Georgia team. Um, like if let yeah let's yeah. let's take out let's say let's say um Trayvon went to Michigan and Hutchinson went to Georgia. Hutchinson's definitely going number one. I think. I think. Yeah. Without a doubt, like Hutchinson would have been oh, a yeah, great a great number one pick. Um, getting away from that do you think the bears are worried about the uh, wrong fields and what i mean by that is do you think that their yards are not how how they used to be you know when they had mitchell trubisky and that fantastic offense that they had that went 10 and 6 uh, i think it was 2019 was it um yep like they were, they were the team that you kind of feared. But that that was also defense too. I will say that was defense. Um, Oakland Smith, Khalil Mack being on that team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're. I think they're. They have the lowest yards in the game. Um. Let me look it up. I think that's actually the Broncos. So, um, here, let me look up yards per game, 2022. Um, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I just had it somewhere. Oh, actually, I'm... Here, can you... Uh, I'm trying to find it right here. Okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> to the lowest. Okay, I was completely wrong. <laughs> the lowest is the Texans. The Bears. Oh, the Bears are two, four, six, eight. They're ten. That number ten. With uh three hundred and twenty-three point two yards per game. But let's not forget about. Um, Justin Fields and how good of a uh, runner he is. 
because this is including Justin Fields. Their rushing yards is 2,304, which, um, let me, I don't know if it let me click it. Yeah, that's number one in the NFL. It's 2,304. Um, if you took away that from Fields, I think their yards per game would shoot down very low. And, um, like, he just got an injury, and I I think he was out only one game. He could have been out for two. And it shows that that the Bears are in every building stage. Um... They, they got, like, last year, they got all these new executives for the team who I, like, it relies on the draft, as we stated before. I, if they hit on the draft, then they they know they have a good, like, a good executive and all that. But as of right now, it's not yeah. helping your franchise quarterback. Um, but Fields is an outstanding player who, he, he needs people around him, you know. And you should never rely on your quarterback getting the whole team's work done. You know, it's a it's a team game. It's a team effort. It's a team game. And like honestly, if they keep like if they don't build a line against around Fields, I could see the RG three effect happening to him where he gets injured and then his whole career just ruined. You know. Yep. Like what you said, he's a dog out there. He's the only one this team is doing halfway decent. They need they need to get him some help. Chase Claypool is an amazing pickup for him. Yeah. Especially as, especially since his next best option was Donnell Mooney, who's on IR right now. Yeah. They need that line. They need to rebuild that dangerous defense that they used to have. They they need to stop putting so much focus on Fields, because I think he's doing just fine. I yeah. don't think he's an amazing runner. The passes that he has been throwing are decent. He has some really great passes, some that are questionable, but not so questionable that you should lose faith in him. I think they need, in this draft, this offseason, they need to sign some heavy hitters on defense and get some kind of a line going, and then they can be back to being a contender. I think it is that easy yeah. for Justin Fields to take this team all the way. And if I if I were the um, the Bears, this is how I would do it. Trade away your old guys. And what I mean by that is that they have Eddie Jackson, who is 28 years old, He's an outstanding player, probably top five in safeties, right? I say once his contract hits in 2024, look to trade him in that uh, that mid that mid season or sign him to a very low offer. You know, he needs to. Um, yeah. They need to, they need to just sell that team, and then didn't get new. You know. Just kind of like what the Jets did, how they been horrible for who knows how long, and now they're starting to get good. They're starting to get better draft picks. That, with that, you have to trade your old players away and get new players. 
get better new players. Not saying that Eddie Jackson's a horrible player, but if they want to like, if they want to actually have that franchise quarterback in Fields, they need to work around him, and they need to first sort out that O line, and then work on that defense. That's what I would do. I would work on that O line, work on the defense, as you said, bring back that that dominant defense that they had, and then just go go from there. See how that where that gets you, you know. Um, because I looked up yeah. his Eddie Jackson's contract is for four years and it's uh fifty eight million. Fifty eight point four for getting technical. And I think the uh guarantee yeah, the guaranteed is twenty two million. So I would say yeah, about about twenty twenty four look to trade Eddie Jackson in the mid season, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think they do need to ship off some of these guys that are gonna be taking up a lot of cap space. Yeah, especially guys that although they're really good, they're not really contributing as much as you thought they would be right now. Yeah. Eddie Jackson, phenomenal player, but he's just not contributing the way everyone wanted him to, needed him to. He is not the ink. He's not the captain of that defense like Roquan Smith was. Yeah. Honestly, getting rid of Roquan was honest the downfall. So far, yeah, because that which I don't get why they did that to think about. I'll tell you. Okay, I'm gonna tell you uh, the um. <coughs> sorry, I'm gonna tell you some names from the Bears that have the most hot, uh, cap hit. So Eddie Jackson with 15 right now. Cody Whitehair, who I think is 31, has 12 million. I think they they should try to get rid of. Uh, white hair, like white hair is he's a, a like mediocre to top guard, you know. And then tell me if you know this player. Yeah. Tell me if you can name this player's position. Justin Jones. Linebacker. No, he's a defensive tackle that has four point six million in cap hit. I don't even know who that is. And I don't know how his stats are. But if I don't know who he is, you gotta get rid of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, um, this team is just a mess, you know? It looks like they, what they did, they just yeah. signed, they signed very mediocre players. Because they know they're rebuilding, you know? And that, that, here's the fear about that, though. The fear is that, one of your amazing players is going to get injured, like like Justin Fields. If Justin Fields goes down, your backups, Trevor uh, Simeon or um, Nathan Peterman, those players are not those players are not NFL quarterbacks. If you like, if you know what I mean, they're not starters. I should say. Here's my thing: if they if they want a quarterback who can back up Justin Fields later in the season just so they can have some time to sit him, but they still want to win games. There's still plenty of QBs. Yeah, there's a lot of QBs to grab. Here's another thing that I don't get either. Why would you go and grab Alex Leatherwood if you know he's not good? Football. Like... Like, why would you grab Alex Leatherwood if you know he's not good? Like, 
he 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 proven what he did in in the Raiders in Oakland or Las Vegas. Sorry that uh, they're in Las Vegas now, but you go and get a guy who's still on his rookie contract. He's guaranteed fourteen million dollars. Why would you go and sign him? Yeah, I don't. I don't get what what their thinking was with with that. I don't know where they sit in their cap hit or their um how much cap space they have. I'll look that up real quick. Um, but don't go with sign people that you know that are bad. The Bears sit at number ten with six six mil in all cap in cap space. Um, which first of all, this list uh, this says that the Browns have the most with thirty three, which I don't even know how they have that. Um, yeah, just focus on your franchise and your franchise quarterback and don't go and um don't go and screw it up you know I think we lost solid for a second uh camera I should say um but no like sorry okay you're good you're good I was just saying that how the the Bears really need to focus, and they should really rebuild in the off season this year. Because if you if you don't yeah. if you don't build up in the off season, what are you doing? Like, what's the point of what's the point of even having Justin Fields as a QB? Like, yeah. you you gotta yeah, there's no you gotta reason to rebuild with a QB like Fields. Yeah, build around Fields. Don't get him injured, because if Fields goes down, what's your last? What like you have nothing then? You you're really guaranteeing on mediocre yeah. players on defense then. That's what you're guaranteeing your, yourself on. And there, another big mistake they did was, as you said, getting rid of uh, Roquan, but also getting rid of like of Robert Quinn. I know I said to get rid of the old players, but Robert Quinn was. Like last year, I forget how many sacks he had, but he had a, a like a crazy amount. I think it was leading in sacks that the last year. And then they got rid of Khalil Mack um, too. I think getting rid of Khalil Mack was a horrible move that they yeah. couldn't have done. He he was gonna take up a lot of cap space for sure. Yeah. But Khalil Mack is still one of the most dominant edge rushers in the game. So I think that's a bad idea. Just terrible. Yeah, like you can also restructure deals too. And I don't know if Khalil Mack was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna restructure or anything." I think he was a. I could be wrong. I think they actually traded him. Um. But if they traded him, that would even like be worse. Like, why would you trade Khalil Mack away? I'm pretty sure they uh, traded him for like a second round. Uh, nope, not that yep. one. That's that's the Raiders. <laughs> we don't want that one. Here, here it is. So, 
Yeah, they traded... Oh, nope, nope, not that one. <laughs> right here. They traded... They received a 2022 second-round pick, 48 overall, and a 2023 sixth-round pick just for Mac. And I remember seeing that, too, because I was like, the Jets could have made that trade. The Jets could have made that trade. And, like, okay, here's another thing, too. They also traded away... Um, Roquan Smith for like it was like a like it's just a second round right it, um, it was not a big package yeah um yeah they they received a second and a fifth round pick along with AJ Klein which AJ Klein he was good for like probably maybe a year. I think he was on the Packers if I yeah. that's the guy who I'm thinking. Oh, here, I'll even tell you something even better. First of all, he wasn't on the Packers, that was my mistake. But the Bears received him and they must have cut him. Yeah, he was what? So they traded. Uh, they traded Roquan Smith on October thirty first, twenty twenty two, and then Klein was uh, was waived by the Bears on November sixteenth, twenty twenty two, and then the Bills picked him up the day after. Um, honestly, the Bills just need to get the head out there. I'm gonna be honest. Like that's the short and sweet part of it. Yeah, they is like the Bears have been mediocre for years, and they just don't make the best decisions. Yeah, they they need to work on their executive skills and how they um how they're gonna like help the team. If you know what I mean, like they I don't know what they're thinking, honestly. Well, with that being said. Tune in for, uh, next week for more NFL news, and we'll see you next time on the One Yard Line.